is taken from Judges chapter 16 and verse 15 to 30. Judges 16 verse 15 to 30. And we sort of jump in in the middle of an ongoing conversation. Uh, We're very close to the end of Samson's life and uh, what we, we come in on is a conversation that's going on between Samson and Delilah. And uh, if you remember, he had a secret as to why he was such a strong man. And his strength didn't come from himself, of course, it came from the Lord. And uh, Delilah continues to nag Samson unmercifully to try and get the secret out of him. And that's where we pick up the story. And uh, it starts like this. Uh, Then she said to him, so that's Delilah speaking to Samson. Then she said to him, how can you say, I love you, when you won't confide in me? This is the third time you've made a fool of me and haven't told me the secret of your great strength. With such nagging, she prodded him day after day until he was tired to death. So he told her everything. No razor has ever been used on my head, he said, because I have been a Nazarite set apart to God since birth. If my head were shaved, my strength would leave me and I would become as weak as any other man. When Delilah saw that he had told her everything, she sent word to the rulers of the Philistines. Come back once more, he has told me everything. So the rulers of the Philistines returned with the silver in their hands. Having put him to sleep on her lap, she called a man to shave off the seven braids of his hair, and so began to subdue him, and his strength left him. Then she called, Samson, the Philistines are upon us. He woke from his sleep and thought, I'll go out as before and shake myself free. But he did not know that the Lord had left him. Then the Philistines seized him, gouged out his eyes, and took him down to Gaza. Binding him with bronze shackles, they set him to grinding in the prison. But the hair on his head began to grow again after it had been shaved. Now the rulers of the Philistines assembled to offer a great sacrifice to Dagon their god, and to celebrate, saying, Our god has delivered Samson, our enemy, into our hands. When the people saw him, they praised their God, saying, Our God has delivered our enemy into our hands, the one who laid waste our land and multiplied our slain. While they were still in high spirits, they shouted, Bring out Samson to entertain us. So they called Samson out of the prison, and he performed for them. When they stood him among the pillars, Samson called to the servant who had held his hand, Put me where I can feel the pillars that support the temple. 
so that I may lean against them. Now the temple was crowded with men and women. All the rulers of the Philistines were there. And on the roof were about 3,000 men and women watching Samson perform. Then Samson prayed to the Lord, O sovereign Lord, remember me, O God. Please strengthen me just once more and let me with one blow get revenge on the Philistines for my two eyes. Then Samson reached towards the two central pillars on which the temple stood, bracing himself against them, his right hand on the one and his left hand on the other. Samson said, let me die with the Philistines. Then he pushed with all his might And down came the temple on the rulers and all the people in it. Thus he killed many more when he died than while he lived. Then his brother and his father's whole family went down to get him. They brought him back and buried him between Zorah and Esteol in the tomb of Manoah, Manoah, sorry, his father, who had led Israel 20 years. We give thanks to God for his word and pray that he will give us understanding of it. Amen. I wonder if you've ever watched that uh, TV programme, The World's Strongest Man. You ever seen that? There we are, they pull trucks and lift big boulders and do things like that. We're going to have our own little uh, strongman competition. It's not something you have to get physical about, it's just a little quiz. It's just to sort of break the ice. So I've got some strong men and some strong women for you to identify. So here we go, a nice easy one to begin with. The idea is you shout out, okay? Don't want you being boring. Alright, can you shout? Sure thing, good. Lincoln, shout, can't you, Lynn? Lincoln, shout. So who's this? Well done, that's one you got right, this one here. Who's that one? Arnie, what's his... Oh, come on, I can't hear you. Yes, yeah, Schwarzenegger, but what's he, what's he, what, what part is he playing? Go on, Daniel. Terminator. Next one. The Hulk. What about this one? We'll see your age now, you see. Who remembers him? The six million dollar man. Well done. This one's for a bit younger people. Next one. Do you remember who he is? The Thing. Somebody watches a lot of films. That's <laughs> what you do when you're retired, is that right? Yeah? Right, here's one. Do you remember him? Jeff Capes, well done, he's a real strong man. Next one. It's the Bionic Woman, well done. Yay! The Bionic Woman, Jamie Summers, Lindsay Wagner. Can you, can you tell I used to watch it? Here's one that's dead easy because she's dressed up. Wonder Woman. And I put this in one, this one in for Robert Jump. I know it'll be one of his heroes, one of his heroines. <laughs> who, who would that be, Robert? The Iron Lady. Come on, give her a top title. <laughs> and, uh, and then we've got another one. This guy's known for having a strong uh, left arm, I believe. Anybody recognise him? Eric? <laughs> Michael? <laughs> Kishelny. The, the ball bounces off his hand really well. 
I believe. Oh, it's gone quiet in here now, hasn't it? <laughs> I did consider wearing my Arsenal shirt this morning, but I thought better of it. So Samson, the world's strongest man, the strongest man in history. There's never been anybody as strong as Samson. I'm guessing that we're all sort of of the age where we, we know quite a bit about Samson. I don't really need to explain about the bit of his story that we've missed out this morning. Um, he was, of course, this man whose life reads a little bit like some of these fictional characters. He did amazing exploits for God, amazing strength was shown. And um, that's what his life was all about. So he was the strongest man, the world's strongest man ever, much stronger than any of these guys who pull these trucks and lift these boulders in the world's strongest man competition. Had he been there, he would have won it easily. Much stronger than the other biblical strongman, Goliath. Much stronger, perhaps, even than Superman. Or the Thing from the Fabulous Four. And even my childhood hero, the Six Million Dollar Man. Samson took on a lion, and he won. He took on a Philistine army and killed a thousand men with the jawbone of a donkey. And unlike any of these fictional heroes, the bionic man or superman he's not a fictional character I mean he really did do these things he really was a super strong hero or there again was he because actually when we look at his story and we look at it a little bit deeper as uh, Peter's already said it's not so much about a superhero is it It's actually about an ordinary man with loads of weaknesses, with a super strong God. His strength is all God's, not Samson's. It's not even clear from our text whether when Samson gave away the secret of his uh, head being shaved and that his strength would lead him. It's not really clear from the text whether he really believed that or not. I kind of get the idea that Samson thought he could get away with it. That he'd become so arrogant and so confident that he thought he could give away the strength and he would have, still have his gift. What is clear though is that the strength did leave him. Verse 19 of our reading says his strength did leave him. And the narrator makes it quite clear that the real reason his strength left him is not because his hair was shaved, but because God left him. The Lord left him. You see, Samson was just an ordinary man who was empowered by God, empowered by the Holy Spirit. Therefore, Samson was like you. Samson was like me. Samson was like all of us. If we're Christians today and we have the Holy Spirit, then we have the same Holy Spirit within us that made Samson strong. The the same Holy Spirit is with you in your situation, whatever you might be facing today, whatever's going on in your life. The same Holy Spirit that made Samson strong is with you today in your life, in your workplace tomorrow, if you're in one, that is. In your school or your college or in your relationships, in your marriage, in your family life, in your neighborhood. The same Holy Spirit that is with Samson is with you. Strength isn't always about being physically strong, is it? 
It might be strength to show unconditional love to a family member. It might be strength to be patient with a colleague. It might be the strength in face of a trial or difficulty. Perhaps grief or disappointment. It might be strength to show faithfulness when you don't feel like it today. It might be strength to be persevere when you feel like giving up. It might be strength in the face of sickness and pain. The Bible tells us that this Holy Spirit that is at work in us is the same Holy Spirit that raised Jesus from the dead. Wow, how amazing is that? The very Holy Spirit that Jesus said would give us power to be witnesses. The same Holy Spirit that empowered Jesus in the Gospels. Listen to this statement of Peter. Acts 10 and verse 38 says, God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and power. And he went around doing good and healing all who were under the power of the devil. Because God was with him. The same Holy Spirit that was at work empowering Samson and even Jesus is empowering you today. Just as he empowered the early church. Let me read to you again, Acts 9, 31. Then the church throughout Judea, Galilee and Samaria enjoyed a time of peace. It was strengthened and encouraged by the Holy Spirit. It grew in numbers, living in the fear of the Lord. Oh, that we might be strengthened and encouraged today as we seek God and as we fast. Maybe today that's what you need. You need the Holy Spirit to strengthen you so you can face another week. So you can get up for work tomorrow. So you can get all the things done that you need to get done this week. So you can face another day of pain and suffering. So you can have that difficult conversation that you need to have. Or maybe you need God to strengthen you. So you can step out in that new venture you've been thinking about. Or get involved in that ministry. Maybe you just need, like, the power of the Holy Spirit to get through a few hours of not having food or fasting from Facebook or whatever it is you might be doing, not using your mobile phone. One of the things we notice about Samson is that he had great confidence. Despite his failings, he had great confidence. He knew God had gifted him, and he wasn't thinking twice about using his gift. I wonder about you. Are you like that? Or maybe you're a little timid. Maybe you have too many second thoughts and third thoughts and fourth thoughts before you step out and use the gifts and follow the calling that God has given you. Maybe you think you're too old or too frail, too ugly or too young or too fat or too whatever to do whatever God is calling you to do. Maybe you can make all kinds of excuses. Or maybe you're just afraid. But you need the Holy Spirit to strengthen you. If God's calling you to something, the Holy Spirit's with you. 
He will strengthen you to fulfill the calling. What does the scripture say? I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I'll say that's everything that God calls us to, but I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Samson had many failings, but he believed God and stepped out in faith right until the end of his life. He had the faith to take on a Philistine army. Wow. And because of his faith, he's recorded in Hebrews chapter 11, alongside the other great men and women of God who were commended for their faith. Is God calling you to something? Has he put a dream in your heart? Should you be involved in some ministry in the church or some kind of service outside the church? Maybe you need to step out in faith. Maybe you need to realise that God wants to strengthen you to do what he's calling you to do. Maybe there's something on your mind, it's been on your mind for a while, and God's saying, yeah, step out today, go for it. The Holy Spirit will be with you. He will strengthen you. He will support you and equip you. Samson, of course, in our passage, loses his strength. He becomes strengthless. Not because his head was shaved, but because God left him. Now, I don't think we should be thinking uh, that God left him in geographical terms, but that the um, grace of God left him. The source of his strength left him. He was no longer, if you like, a recipient of God's grace. Samson's loss of strength was very much down to himself. And if we were to examine the earlier part of his life, we would see that although Samson displayed great physical strength, he had numerous weaknesses in his character. Samson was what we call a Nazarite, which means he was to be set apart for God. According to number six, a Nazarite was someone who took a vow to be set apart for the Lord for a period of time, to be devoted to God. During this time, they were to drink no wine, nor eat any part of the grape, touch no dead body, and not to shave their head. It was a bit of a fast, if you like, wasn't it? Okay. Samson had the perhaps not great task of being a Nazarite for birth, so he wasn't allowed to do any of those at any time, not just for a period of time, not just for a day or something. He was to be set apart from God for God. But actually, when we look at his life, we don't see any signs of him living a life set apart for, for God. He's only recorded as praying twice, once at the end of the life, which is, of course, part of our reading, and one over a quite self-centered, centered, demanding prayer. Samson seems to have wanted whatever he saw, and he wanted it now. This is seen in his relationship with women. Firstly, he sees a Philistine woman and commands his father to get him for him, to be his wife. And then he sees a Philistine, a Philistine prostitute and spends the night with her. And finally he falls for Delilah. He disappeared the vow about touching a, a dead body by taking honey from the dead carcass of the lion that he killed himself. Again, you get the sort of impression that he sees the honey. He thinks, I'm having that. It doesn't matter about the vow. It doesn't matter that I shouldn't be doing that. I'm just going to go and do it. 
Many Christian scholars also suggest that it would have been customary for him to drink at the, the wine at the feast that he held for his wedding. And so maybe he brought that vow as well. And of course, eventually, he gives away the secret about his hair, carelessly, not really caring. What we see is that Samson, long before he gave away his secret, was on this slippery downward slope towards strengthlessness. He had clearly become very careless and reckless in the way that he lived. The carelessness resulted in him becoming strengthless. But I want to suggest to you that before he had become careless, he first becomes prayerless. Actually, we have no way of knowing whether he ever had much of a prayer life. But we can work out that he had a sort of what we might think of as a church upbringing, a Christian upbringing. I think he was brought up to pray. His parents had an amazing angelic visitation. His birth was announced by an angel. I'm sure they passed on the knowledge and of the stories about that. His father is recorded as offering a sacrifice to God. And we read, even at an early age, he had the stirrings of the Holy Spirit. Maybe once he lived a life that showed devotion to God. But by the time we meet him on the pages of scripture as an adult, that's all gone. And Samson's trust doesn't seem to be in God at all. It seems to be in the gift that God had given him. Of course, that's an error that many have made since. What we have is this prayerless, careless Samson becoming strengthless. Careless, prayerless Samson becoming strengthless. And it's a lesson to us in that our gifts and our abilities and the things that God has given us, they're the things that we need to value. We need to recognize the source of our strength and realize that we need God. That's what a day of prayer and fasting is all about in many senses. It's about recognizing the source of our strength. The source of our life is God himself, and we need him. Let us not fall into the same trap as Samson. But then, it's not always uh, our own fault or just our own fault that we might find ourselves strengthless. Lots of things happen in life that can take away your strength. Bereavement can take your strength. Sickness can take your strength. Poverty can take your strength. Perceived failure can take your strength. In my own life, it was the break of my marriage took my strength. Challenged my faith like it had never been challenged before. Brought weaknesses to my life that I didn't know even, even know I had. Didn't even know I had. And made weaknesses that I knew I had, like overeating. You probably noticed that one. It made that an even bigger weakness. An even bigger weakness. Samson loses it all. His strength, his sight, his dignity. He's made to perform in some way 
We don't really know what that is, but you can imagine it was humiliating. He's brought to this position of absolute weakness, of absolute hopelessness. And of course, what will have made it all the worse is the fact that it was his own fault. I wonder if you've ever felt like that. That you've lost your strength, your vision, your dignity. Have you ever felt totally weak and totally helpless? Have you ever felt like there's no hope? Have you ever felt like you've blown it so much that God could never use you again? I was the minister of the church at Helm Shore, studying theology at college when my marriage broke up. You can bet I felt like a failure. You can bet that I felt like I'd lost all my credibility. On top of losing my wife, who I... To give you an idea, I still think about her. It was eight years ago now. I think about her every day. Feeling like I lost my family to somebody else. I found all my weaknesses were exposed. I suffered depression... Anxiety. Uh, some people stop eating, I start eating. I'd done rather well, I'd been dieting for some time, and I'd gone from 29 store to 22 store on the day she left me. I'll say, well done, and listen to the bad bit. In four years, I put on 13 store, and I went to 35 store. 35 store. During that period, I was hospitalized, hospitalized twice with pancreatitis, which is rather painful. Some of you I know are medically trained, so you'll have some idea. I lay in bed for quite some time because of that, so I then got a DVT with my weight issues. Uh, they diagnosed me with sleep apnea, just to add to that. And they took my driving license from me. Not quite took my driving license, but they stopped me from driving. I could walk. I mean, I could stand up, but I could walk from here to there. I carried on preaching, but I had to sit down to preach. I couldn't even stand up to give notices for five minutes. If I walked, I had to sit down after about five minutes. I couldn't get out of the house because there's no driving license. You're not classed as disabled because you so you got no help in that way. And uh, because, of course, you can recover from all this. So. Uh, the only time I got out of the house was when somebody came and picked me up and people would come and pick me up and take me to church and I'd preach and go home and stay at home all week. That's what life had become. I lost all my strength. It's enough about me. I wonder about you. You ever felt like you've lost your strength? You ever felt like it's been taken away? You've got no strength left? something happened to you maybe even as you sat here this morning that makes you feel weak that makes you feel like you can't cope it makes you feel like you can't carry on something happened to you that makes you feel like life's over and it's not worth living anymore it's exposing your weaknesses like they've never been exposed before Maybe today you feel like your strength has left you. Samson, 
He's actually a great example to us in this situation. He displays great faith in God, believing so much in the grace and the mercy of God. He asks for strength one more time. He prays, O Sovereign Lord, remember me. O God, please strengthen me just once more. And let me with one blow get revenge on the Philistines for my two eyes. Samson remembered the true source of his strength, God. And God, in his mercy and in his grace, remembered Samson. You know, Paul tells us that God's strength is made perfect in weakness. And sometimes God has to bring us to or allow us to come to that place of weakness. So we, like Samson, remember the true source of our strength. Or, so we cry out to God like we've never cried out before and find that God's strength is perfect in our weakness. Maybe we cry out today in the midst of fasting and discover that God's strength is perfect in our weakness. Samson, in the end, he dies quite a glorious death, doesn't he? he? We're told that the purpose of Samson's life was to bring deliverance of the Israelites from the enemies of the Philistines. And in his death, he actually killed more Philistines than he did while he was alive. He goes out with this blaze of glory. And Samson's weakness... God's strength was made perfect. Are you feeling weak this morning? Are you facing situations you don't feel strong enough to handle? It's not a bad place to be. Because in weakness, God's strength is made perfect. Perhaps your walk with God is at a standstill. Perhaps you've already become prayerless. Maybe even careless. Maybe you're doing things that once over you never would have done. And if you carry on, you know that like Samson, you will become strengthless. Don't continue on that slippery slope. Admit your weakness. Because in weakness, God's strength is made perfect. Perhaps you feel you've blown it. You've let God down and God will never use you again. Well, in weakness, God's strength is made perfect. Perhaps your life has been rocked with a bereavement, a divorce, a sickness, a redundancy, a debt. Perhaps your weaknesses have been magnified. Perhaps you've discovered weaknesses that you didn't even know you had. Well, in weakness, God's strength is made perfect. Samson turned to God in his weakness and found God to be a God of mercy and of grace. Will you be like Samson? Will you be like Samson was at the end of his life and will you look to God for strength 
Even if today you don't feel particularly weak, human strength is weakness in comparison to God's strength. No matter how strong you might feel, you still need the strength of the Holy Spirit. We still need to be dependent on him. Will you ask him today to strengthen you? So as we finish, let's just remind ourselves what we've said. The Holy Spirit is the source of our strength. In life, sometimes we find weakness. Our weakness is exposed and we feel strengthless. But God's strength is made perfect in weakness. Amen.